0: Buildings entire and just crushed and
1: crumbled. I'm not sure if it's safe to report from my vantage point. I I really need to leave. So the fences inform me that the surrounding areas are, are in ruin. I, I see some people running now. In the opinion of this reporter, if this nation, or in fact the world, ever needed heroes, that time is now.
0: That time is now. <laughs>
1: are you? I'm no one. I was raised to
0: do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. stand in our way,
1: I will finish what you started.
0: There are stories about what happened. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Fire and Water Podcast, the official podcast of AquamanShrine.net, FirestormFan.com, and StarWars.com. I'm one of your hosts, Mobile Shag from Firestorm Fan. Along with me, as always, is my co-host, that 20th century fox, Rob Kelly from Aquaman Shrine. How you doing, buddy? It's true. All of it. <laughs> Let it in. <laughs> Folks, we are here to talk about, it's this movie you may not have heard of, it's called it's Star Wars: <laughs> The Force Awakens. It's a, it's a small little indie project. Um, anyway, uh, so the trailer dropped on Monday. We are recording this the next day. So, and if you haven't yet, we rec- highly recommend you pop over to the Dead Bothan Spies podcast, which is hosted by our buddy Ryan Daly, I, and I use the term buddy loosely. Where um, immediately after that trailer aired, he. I don't know how he did it. Somehow he hijacked my phone. I don't know what he did with you, Rob, but he actually took over my phone, and I was suddenly on a conference call with him and Rob, and we discussed the trailer with immediate reactions, which was pretty much just sort of diarrhea of the mouth, as Rob proved uh, on that show, very much so.
1: What? what, Huh? Huh?
0: Did you or did you not threaten the entire NFL franchise?
1: I didn't on the podcast. Oh no, I did. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah cause oh yeah. yeah cause
0: it's sort of like a hangover the next morning. You're like, oh god, what did I do?
1: Like I said, no, I'm completely okay with what I did. I said, I hope that that Will Smith movie brings football down. <laughs> I just, it's a blight on our society. So.
0: Okay. Okay. Settle down, boy. Uh, you can hear all of that over on Ryan's show, Dead Both and Spies. Please go over there, give it a listen. It's about thirty minutes of us just really off the cuff, right after the trailer, not a lot had been processed or sunk in. Not that I'm promising this is going to be any better, but... um...
1: We've had a whole 24 hours to become much more erudite on the subject.
0: And I'll be honest, I've been obsessed with Back to the Future for the last 24 hours, so anyway, (laughs) because tomorrow, at the time of this recording, tomorrow's October 21st, 2015. Right. And I'm going to see the movie in uh, Back to the Future 2 in the theater with my two kids tomorrow, uh, and we'll be in the theater at because in the movie they they arrive at 4:29 in the afternoon California time which is 7 uh 29 eastern time so we'll be in the theater watching episode 2 at, at during that time so it's pretty cool and after I mean, that
1: all the back to the future movie will take place in the past
0: that's true that's true <laughs> until we get the next one with like uh i don't know zac efron or something anyway so we're going to talk about star wars not just the trailer but we're going to sort of cover our take on this whole, uh, I guess the term is journey to Star Wars The Force Awakens, or there's a broader label for it, I guess, which includes action figures and stuff. But we're going to talk about that. But before we it's do just that... called marketing, I think is what it's called. <laughs> the marketing plan. <laughs> well, before we do that, we should probably thank our sponsors. Folks, this episode of the Star and Wars podcast is sponsored in part by <laughs> InStockTrades.com. InStockTrades is your best online source for trades, hardcovers, and other collected editions, all for up to 42% off with free shipping for orders of $50 or more. What you got, Rob?
1: Uh, Star Wars Volume 1. Skywalker Strikes. This is the collection of the new Marvel series, one of the many, many Marvel series of Star Wars (laughs) comics. But this is the main book, Star Wars, uh, by uh, Jason Aaron and John Cassidy. 160 pages, collect Star Wars's. Wars's? One through six. Uh, Normal price $19.99, in stock trades price $11.59, 42% off. So if you haven't been buying the book regularly and wading through all the variant covers and stuff, just buy the collection. Perfect.
0: I'm going to pick up on an oldie but a goodie. It's Dark Horse Comics Collection. It's Star Wars Empire, Volume 1. This was a series that ran, um, I think, in the early 2000s. And it basically, very similar to the Marvel series, it basically picked up right before or right after Episode 4, depending on the story you're reading. There were little short vignettes. You'd get, like... uh, maybe I shouldn't say Vignette, yeah, short storylines. You get maybe three or four issues set to a topic, and then they move on to the next topic. And uh, it was a great series. It was probably one of my favorite Dark Horse Star Wars series they ever did. Right now on In Stock Trades, you can get it. it it's um, 104 pages, full color. Normally retails for $12.95. You can get it for 42% off right now, which is only $7.51. That is amazing. That's two issues of the Marvel Star Wars comic, by the way, right there. You can get this whole collection. And they also have out there volumes 1 two. Four, five, six, seven of Star Wars Empire out on InStock Trades, all of 42% off right now. I highly recommend you pick them up. They're great reads. You will not regret it. The first volume, by the way, uh, the creators on it are Scott Alley and Ryan Benjamin, and with cover by Brian Horton. It's great stuff. Couldn't re- recommend it more. So, again, for all your collected edition needs, please head over to InStockTrades.com. Well, As we sort of alluded, this is an officially sponsored podcast of StarWars.com. That's Um, awesome.
1: I didn't know that. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's kind of a deal I just arranged.
0: Um, Basically, I wrote a note. I put it in an envelope and threw it in my mailbox to J.J. Abrams. And I'm just waiting for him to say yay or nay. But I I think it's pretty official. Okay, fair enough. And If you're wondering why we're covering Star Wars on a
1: primarily d c comics focused podcast
0: um it 's because it 's our damn show,
1: we feel like doing it, so and, and i don 't want to talk about Aquaman right now because he sucks <laughs> now, let's be exact he doesn 't suck All right, the comic book <laughs> we'll get into that next week
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the current Firestorm book on the t- on the stands right now is rockin oh wait, there isn 't one yet, so that can wait a little while it's good i mean i can 't wait to cover the classic issues more, but yeah, we can wait so Oof, there's a lot to talk about with Star Wars right now. So, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll hit on the trailer. Um, the movie poster just came out this week as well, right? Right. So we should probably talk about some toys, some of the books, some of the comics, that kind of stuff. Um, what do you want what, to what tackle I first? I'd
1: say let's just start with the trailer. We'll just go through it bit by bit. We're not going to, like, you know, we're not going to look at it like it's a pruder film, but we'll go through it as it goes and we can both notice things. So uh, if you're ready to, to, to start watching it, I am too.
0: All right, so we're going to do this in real time. We're not going to pause we're doing it.
1: Real? No, let's just do real time. Let's just do All it.
0: All right, on, on one. Three, two, one. Okay, black screen is my favorite. Oh, green. Green trailer band. This is exciting stuff right here. It's like a commentary tape.
1: There, yeah, this looks like boosh there. I like that. Yes, yeah, she does. Yes, yeah, she and does. And we we'll just stop it too when we're ready. One of us wants to stop it. No, we're not stopping. It. Okay, I love all this stuff. It looks like she's clearly in the Star Destroyer, the wreck Star Destroyer. It's Gotta be. Uh, the voiceover. People seem to be suggesting the voiceover. This woman is Princess Leia. I, that doesn't sound like Carrie Fisher to me. So someone, I sugi- uh,
0: Ryan, suggested it's an animated character. By the way, BB-8 having being a ball character makes perfect sense in right. the in the desert now. Right. Lucasfilm. Nice to see that logo. First there Order. There, there we go. There we
1: go. Fucking reveal. Uh Finn. Great looking Tie Fighter there. Like the little red ball thing. That's neat. So that's got to be Finn's Tie Fighter crashing on this I desert planet, so. right? I guess so. And he somehow
0: he he figures out he decides that working for the Empire is bad news.
1: There's Kylo Ren. You know, I don't know that I like his mask. I don't know. There's there. I love that. I that the, image is fantastic of the melted, the melted Vader, Vader mask. mask. Yeah, and here he is torturing Poe Dameron.
0: Poor poor Poe.
1: Here's now. I'm going to assume this part is
0: much this, later in the film.
1: Well, no. See, I'm assuming it's early. I'm thinking this is that's uh, that's her flying the falcon right
0: i think that's much oh, like there's
1: hand there there's we go. han solo with yeah. the
0: holographic map there's the, oh, the falcon flying through hyperspace is gorgeous that's great that's where you said it's all true the the jedi yep. the yeah, they, Sith. Look,
1: they look kylo looks badass yep. in the rain with his lightsaber and then there's another here you go these two bro tap there you go man bro tap. Yeah, cool, <laughs> cool and then the oh more, more x-wig fighters yes oh my god fantastic lots of explosions and then giant robot here's Han. Han leading maybe, them maybe it's that's gotta, luke. Be luke. Hope gotta be luke so there's captain phasma if yep. she's upset about something, there's Scrantz. Hannah Chewie. What's on Chewie's arm? he like has got an armband. got an armband. Giant like fight. Po. There's a big trench there.
0: Dog fight on a snow Star planet. Star Wars
1: love trenches.
0: Yes, they there's do.
1: Of had the, oh, there's sad Princess Leia. Sad
0: Leia. Blue lightsaber. Is it Luke's old lightsaber?
1: And there we go. Now we're pulling up the logo.
0: Let the force yes, Let
1: it in. Let it in. Uh, so, yeah. so the blue lightsaber, is that Luke's old lightsaber? You know, people, I, I'm, I've been really trying not to... Read anything about this movie other than oh, the this trailers.
0: Is, this is speculation. I, well, I no, I, I no. Have, what, I don't know well,
1: what I'm, I'm getting at something is that I've been reading. Unfortunately, I'm trying not to, uh... but it stuff just comes up. Is that that part of the plot? <laughs> just, just for the
0: record, it doesn't come up. It requires you to click a link. I'm just No, it,
1: no it doesn't. Not on Facebook. People oh, are okay. just all over the place. And that gets into something which we'll mention shortly. But um, one of the, 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 the theories and, and the plot is this is that they go – somebody goes and presumably the Empire goes and retrieves Luke's lightsaber that he lost on Be- on the Bespin. Right. And that's that might end up being Luke's lightsaber. Now, I don't know whether that's true or not. Again, I'm trying my best to only – Interact with the material that Disney is sending me, which is these trailers. I don't want to know any. I'm not reading articles. I'm reading, like, you know, speculation. But I'm any ones that are like, oh, we learned that this. No, I'm not reading that. Because I don't. And, and I have been impressed that there have been now three trailers to this film. And we still really don't know the plot. Really. Uh, okay. You know, Ryan's Ryan said, said the can same time. You can piece together bits of it. But you really don't know the story, especially the way some other movies give you the entire plot. You really still don't know how all these characters interact. Yet.
0: I, I disagree. I feel like we have a pretty good handle on, I mean, in, 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 on what they want us to think, which is Finn is a former uh, Imperial soldier who either defects or however is out of the Empire. Realizes he, you know, his whole life's been uh, on the wrong path. He hooks up with Rey. They're on the run from the First Order at this point. They hook up with Han. Han takes on them on some sort of adventure, doing something. Who knows what? Maybe they're looking for Luke. I don't know what they're trying to do. And then there's then they meet up with obviously uh, Poe Dameron and Kylo Ren is hunting them down. And there's lots of fight. There's stars and wars. Shocking. And uh, and we see Han and Leia sad. So I feel like well, I know what Disney's trying to tell me, that this is the path of Finn and Rey as they're on some sort of adventure.
1: Well, so I... right, but that's not much. I'm talking about are other movie trailers. You literally know all the beats. Okay. Sure, but I, I'm I'm just saying I I feel like they've given
0: me a path of what the story's about, and I'm fine with that. So yeah, and you're right, yeah. and you're right. There's a lot of beats I don't know, and
1: i I think they've done an expert job. Well, that's what I'm saying is that I'm I'm really for a movie under this much scrutiny, and this might be the most under scrutiny movie of all time. We still don't know how Luke figures into it. We don't really even know how Han and Leia figure into it, and that's we uh, that is remarkable. They've been able to keep that quiet. And I, I'm really impressed. And and we talked about this um, in the last Star Wars episode we did, which was like, I think, 103 or something like that. And like, except for one tiny piece of of behind-the-scenes news in terms of a director choice, every single piece of news I've heard coming out from Star Wars since Disney bought it, I have liked. Every single, like, that is amazing to me, considering how much Star Wars there is. But, like, every one of their choices I've been agreeing with. I've just been like, yeah, that seems like that makes a lot of sense. They, you know, that's a good piece of casting. Oh, you know, they got all this heat for, like, oh, it's all white males on the cast. And look what they're doing. The cast, this seems like the main characters are a black guy and a woman. I mean, they're right. like they're going out of their way. It's, it's just every single thing. And, and it, again, I understand. I have some friends that were like, why are all you people getting excited? Don't you remember the Phantom Menace? And yes, that is a reasonable tact to take. But I just – I don't know. I'm seeing this and you know, I'm trying to have as genuine a reaction as possible. I'm not trying to either pump myself up unnaturally or be purposely like cool and distant. And I'm just completely on board for this thing. Now, again, we'll see. In two months, maybe we'll all walk out of the theater and go, all right, that's good. Eh. You know, I, but I, every piece I'm seeing, I'm just like, oh, this looks so fantastic.
0: I tried to be cool and distant, but a few months ago, I realized I was failing. Right. Um, because, as you said, everything that's come out has looked good. The first trailer is probably what cracked me, um, was just that it looks so engaging. After I tried to be, same sort of philosophy, like, oh, yeah, come on, this, is, this isn't this is going to be that good, or it's only going to be so good. It's, it may be better than 1, 2, and 3, but it's you know still not going to be better than 4, 5, or 6. Well. I don't know that it will be, but it really does look exceptional.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I do not uh, I do not expect it to be better than 4, 5, and 6. It can't be better than 4, 5, and 6 because I saw 4, 5, and 6 when I was, uh, let's see, 6, 9, and 12. I mean, he's literally the perfect ages for Star Wars. No movie at, at this age, I think, is going to have the effect on me that Star Wars had when I was that age. But I, I, look, I think back to J.J. Abrams' Star Trek, which is a quite easy comparison to make. Uh, you know, star, four, four letters, you know, J.J. Abrams, reboot <laughs> reboots. I mean, it, it, the comparisons are just – and I love Star Trek. I've always loved Star Trek. I've loved Star Trek TV show. I love the movies, all of it. And I went into the reboot very skeptical because I'm like, I don't know if I want to see Captain Kirk played by somebody else. You know, I don't know. And I love that first Star Trek movie. I loved it. And it was – I think it's a great movie. I've watched it probably a couple of dozen times at this point. I think it – to me, strikes the perfect balance of, of honoring what's come before but also charts a new course. And I think it's a highly entertaining adventure and a tribute to these great characters. And that is almost all that I'm expecting out of this movie. If this movie hits those marks, I'll walk out of this like, really happy, especially since we now know this is just the opening volley of an entire flood of Star Wars movies. And well, true. It, you know, I just – it's like if this movie sets the deck properly for what's coming after, then, then, then great. That, and that's all that I really ask of it. So I'm not I, – i there's just no way that um, anything in this movie is going to hit me the way Luke, I am your father, did when I was nine years old. I mean, there's <laughs> no way. But it doesn't need to. It doesn't – it just needs – you know. I, it, it certainly needs to be better than the prequels. That's a low bar. I'm not willing to set that bar, the, the bar that low. Uh, but I just, I don't know. I, I'm looking at this and I'm like, this looks just like a, if, even if it wasn't Star Wars, this would be a movie I'd want to see. You know,
0: if you asked me a couple of years ago, I would have thought that I couldn't get excited about a movie like I, like I did when I was a kid. They're just, I enjoy films. They're fun. But when I watch them, I'm, I'm kind of over. And I don't think a lot about them afterwards. But then I saw Guardians of the Galaxy and that movie stayed with me. Like after the movie, I thought about it and I kept thinking about it and I thought about it for weeks and I bought the soundtrack and I you know, I didn't buy action figures, but damn, I came close. I mean, I really got excited about that movie. And that told me there's still something inside of me that can get really really passionate and get really really excited about a good sci-fi movie. I loved the Star Trek reboot. I did. But it didn't stay with me. It was it was fun, and I've seen it several times, and I, and I bought a, a cool collectible version of the movie because it's shaped like the Enterprise, you know, whatever. But it didn't, you know, like haunt me all the time like Guardians did. So it gives me hope that this movie, if it's significantly good, could make me feel that way again. And I'm going to say something extremely controversial, but I'm going to say it might just be better than Episode Four if it turns out to be really good because that's my least favorite of the original trilogy. There. I said, I said it. It's out there. Everyone hate me. Fine. I don't care.
1: But um, can, can we do some speculation? Because I want to do some speculation. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, so I th- think the key to this whole movie is the little power droid that's scooting at the bottom of the ship that gets blown up in the about midway through. The little, the <laughs> little, the little droid that Chewie yells at in Star Wars is back in this film. I think that's the linchpin to this. It's movie. called a mouse
0: droid. The mouse droid, it, the mouse I droid. I talked about it at great length on uh, Ryan's show last night. If you were paying attention, but
1: no, I'm sure I wasn't. I know,
0: I know. So, Kylo Ren. I've been thinking a lot more about Kylo Ren. I made some stupid speculation last night that maybe that was Luke Skywalker, but that made no sense whatsoever. That and was, that was so
1: dumb that I didn't even interrupt you. I just let you keep talking. I was Thanks like, this so is much. great. He's digging himself deeper. Go ahead, yeah. Well, here's a couple other thoughts. Okay. Uh, Kylo
0: Ren could be Luke's son. Kylo Ren could be Han and <laughs> at the end of this, I'm just gonna go, you're gonna say that I just said he could be anybody in the universe. But could be Leia and Han's son, like maybe uh Ray's twin brother, which is kind of some speculation that's out there. Could be what if he is a clone of Luke? What if that hand, you know, they went and got the lightsaber? What if they got the hand too and cloned Luke? Like they uh like in the Zan books or something.
1: It's an interesting idea. That I'd never considered.
0: Yeah, and then I looked at his hair, and because we see the back of his head. Right. And the back of his head actually looks a little bit like Poe Dameron's head. So then I started thinking more. Okay, not that Poe Dameron is Kylo Ren. I don't think that's the case.
1: But we see Poe Dameron get tortured in the beginning, right? Right, Force Whammy. I'm throwing that out for David Gutierrez, Force Whammy. There you yeah. go.
0: What if he got, like, brainwashed, and he's actually – because we've never had – well, I guess I guess Lando sort of betrayed them, but he then he came around. But we've never had one of the good guys actually become a bad guy. What if Poe Dameron gets force whammed and has to, and against his will, is helping the First Order? And what if that scene with the lightsaber is actually him facing uh, Finn? And that's why Finn looks so terrified. Not that that's Kylo Ren, but what if that's um Podameron in a you know a, a first order or bad guy outfit or something.
1: I sure hope not because I really love Oscar Isaac and I want him to be a good guy and I want him to be kind of the hand solo of this trilogy and I want him to keep going. So I just hope on that for that reason alone. I hope it, it's not that's not true. Fair enough. Now as far as you
0: said you thought the Falcon scene was early in the movie, here here's what I'm thinking with the Falcon. Based on what we've seen in the teaser and what we've seen in this one and the fact that we know Ray is a is a salvage salvager on this planet i'm thinking the way han goes to we were home in that scene right that he hasn't been in the falcon in a long time right right so i think the falcon got junked or crashed or ca- captured or something and i think it ended up on this junk planet and i think she has been reassembling it slowly I think Ray has been putting it back together slowly, whether for herself or as a gift to her father. I don't know which. But I think she's been – and by the way, I'm just generally assuming that Ray's Han and Leia's kid. I I will hear no other – I will brook no other discussion. But um, so I think she's actually been putting the Falcon together. So I think it's actually a little way into the movie that we actually see the Falcon again because Han and her go back to it. Now we know – this is a bit of a a itty-tiny, itty-bitty-bitty of a spoiler. We do know she flies the Falcon. We haven't seen it in one of the two trailers, but we did see it in the San Diego Comic Con reel that they released, which is sort of um, supposed to make you feel warm and fuzzy that this isn't, you know, Episode One, Two, and Three.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what that was
0: for. <laughs> and there's a scene where you see her in the cockpit right. with Han. Right. So I, I think that she's reassembling it, and they, and I, so I think it, it could be later in the movie, or maybe it's just right after Han's introduced into the story. I don't know which, but I think that's the case there. I
1: could see that. Okay.
0: I'm usually wrong about everything, though.
1: Well, yes. Oh, yeah. oh, I got it. Hold on. Shoot, why did I talk over that? That would have been a great clip to cut out and use it. To... <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, no. I think a lot of that makes, makes sense. I, like I said, I feel like we're going to have a scene of her flying the Millennium Falcon by herself, maybe getting chased by the TIE Fighters, and then at some point that's when they get a hand back into the story and we get the whole Chewie, we're home thing. Uh, like I said, I am really shocked at how much Harrison Ford seems to be part of this story. I really am. I mean, I everyone knows that he's famous for his curmudgeonliness about life in general and Star Wars in particular. And I thought, you know, they're going to – okay, great. He's back. But I really thought he would be, you know, a small role. But he seems to be fairly central to this, which is really making the, me feel trail. good. Yeah, well, I'm um, well, all right, but I mean, he's got multiple scenes at least. I mean, they're there on the, they're going to that temple with the big Mandalorian symbol above it, and then what? there's all, really yes. If you go, you go to that. Oh, I'm going right now. Go keep to that scene. Yeah, <laughs> I forget exactly where that is, but if you look, uh, oh, there it is. It's at one thirty-seven. If you go or one thirty-eight, if you go and you look. Um, Somebody pointed it out. I I didn't see this on my own. This is I've been seeing a bunch of spoiler. I mean, a bunch of uh, you know, like, uh, fan things, but apparently, if this you stuff at, just keeps coming at me. I'm not clicking anything. If you look at the flag right at the very top, I saw a close up of it on another video. You see that it's a Mandalorian symbol. So who knows what that means? Are we working Boba Fett into this? It's just, uh, yeah, I um, – Like I said, you know, I was hoping we would, like, I I had more to dissect about this, but it's like I'm just so satisfied with what I'm seeing. Uh, You know, I I am a little, like, where's Luke? Uh, But I'm going to have to assume that maybe they're holding him off, like he's going to come in at the end. You know, like, you know, Han and Leia get involved and then something gets, you know, as they say, shit gets real and they got to go get Luke or something like that. That could be what the whole
0: journey is with Han. With uh, Faye and Ren, um, or whoops, <laughs> Ray and Finn, <laughs> it could be, those names, yes. I did, I did. I see the Mandalorian flag now, but now it, but there's a bunch of flags, right. all with different right. symbols. Right. So it may be this is just representative of all species, or something like that, or races, or planets, or whatever. Now, although the Boba Fett one is dead square in the middle,
1: isn't it? Mm-hmm.
0: And that could be just for us nerds to notice, but
1: oh, I'm sure so many of these things are put in here for us nerds to notice, I mean, yeah. for God's sakes, yeah, and it said uh, the the shot of Leah, sad Leah, it makes me sad, I want to see her happy, but you know hopefully she gets some other nice scenes I, I'm just I, you know we i th- I think we talked about this, and we had to have uh, on the last Star Wars episode again, but like I just never thought in my lifetime I'd ever see these characters again ever. I, I, they were child, they were my childhood heroes, especially Han Solo. And the idea that like their, their back is just, it's, it's hard for me to like, just deal with. I'm so overjoyed about it. Um. Oh, and so anyway, the one thing I wanted to mention about uh, spoilers and stuff is that uh, I tried to get tickets last night for Thursday night and mm-hmm. just every site I visited crashed. Yeah, uh, apparently all oh, – they, they all know, did, the world yeah. The yeah. yeah. crashed. Fandango here. was crashed and the AMC Theater thing was crashed. And then I tried using the apps and the apps were crashed. I mean it was just – it was impossible. So I'm not seeing it Thursday night. I couldn't get in. So uh, I am – I got tickets for Sunday, which is close enough. Then I'm uh, – okay, I'm going to deal with it. But it's like I realized one of the reasons I wanted to see it Thursday night, other than I just really want to see it, is that I'm so afraid it's going to get spoiled. And I'm thinking now that I will not be seeing it until Sunday, I'm going to have to literally stay off social media. <laughs> really? Because you're going to – there's no. some – yes. Oh, please. Don't – what it that high-pitched voice? No, 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 no. I just I, – I would hope most people wouldn't be assholes. Most. You don't need – it doesn't need to be – it needs to be uh, one. It
0: needs to be one.
1: All yeah. you need is one F-wit. To be like, oh my God! I'm sure you've all seen it. Can you believe Leia dies at the like? That's Ugh. all you would need, and uh, you know, and damn I, it, damn it, Ryan Daly, you're you're that guy, right? You I, are, yeah. And I, so I'm like, I can't, I can't risk it. I, we've been waiting so long for this. Someone will ruin it either on purpose because they're a dick, or they'll just do it accidentally out of excitement. And I'm like, so I, I feel like seeing it Sunday is like stretching it. But I'm,
0: I'm going to text, text you spoilers.
1: I, I'm going to stay away from <laughs> social media. I'm not going to answer my phone. Nothing. Because, <laughs> I'm going to call you. Che- Chewy dies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm not answering my phone. Nothing. I mean, is that because my big fear was if I couldn't see it the first weekend, I don't know if I, I mean, I, I'd be going like a weeknight, but it's just like, oh man, Sunday is the furthest end from when I want to see it. Cause I'm just, it's, you know, Friday and Saturday are just going to be, I'm going to just sit and watch Netflix and, and chill, as they say. And uh, just do nothing else. Is there any reason you didn't get Friday or Saturday? I couldn't get them. Holy crap.
0: What, was it just because you were focusing on one theater, maybe? Or or just the whole world is sold out of Friday and Saturday?
1: I could... Well, okay. Um, I'm taking uh, Darlin' Tracy and my nephew. We're seeing it right. together. Right. So I had to get three seats, first right. of all. That's a little harder. Second of all... Oh, you're uh, buying reserved seating, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, I do not. Okay. I do not go to other than this one theater that shows old movies, and that's the only theater that does it. I do not go see movies that are not reserved seating anymore. That okay. to me, I'm like that is that is 20th century movie going, because I don't want to have to stand in line for three hours to get like a per, you know like to me that's so stressful. So. There's a theater here that's like five minutes from our house. We all love to go to it. It's our—it's like kind of our favorite place to go see a movie together. It's really comfortable. You get the big floaty chairs, and that was the one I was concentrating on. So, so, so I couldn't get tickets for that theater. So then I was trying to go to some other theaters, and it was just like you could not get three seats together. You get like two and one, or you know one, one and one, and I'm like, no, I want to sit together. So literally the earliest show I could get that had three seats together that we could select and that were not um, on the far right corner of the theater behind a curtain or something uh, were, was Sunday at 4 o'clock. So that's when we're seeing it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe I have a high concentrate of Star Wars nerds in this area. But, yeah, I mean, just every show just sold out, sold out, sold out, sold out, sold out,
0: hmm. sold I guess I'm going to need to look – I haven't bought tickets yet because I just – buying my movie ticket two months in advance just doesn't sit well with me. But... <laughs> and I'm not going to shoot for a Thursday night. I, I've got kids. I've got work. It's just not going to happen. Um, but I'd like to go Friday. I think that would be appropriate with my yep. 15-year-old. I mean yep. I kind of feel like I should go with my dad. Uh... I'm
1: going to take my dad. We're going to see it another time. I, I told him because he took me to all the Star Wars movies and I said, you know, me and my sister are going to take my dad to go see Star Wars cuz that's that's what he did for us. And he's interested, you know. He's like sort of like, "Wow." He's like, you know, he thinks it's cool these guys are all the old characters are back. So, I'll be seeing it at the very least probably 3 times cuz I know we'll be doing a work trip that's uh, probably and uh then the thing with my dad. So, you know, dude, I'll be dude, seeing it at I, least 3 times.
0: I saw episode 1 and 2 5 times each in the theater. I have no doubt I will see this several
1: times. I saw Santa Menace 9 times. I'm not proud to admit that, but I did because I <laughs> I totally convinced myself it was a good movie.
0: Yeah. Right, right.
1: Well, um, all right. Well, let's 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 move past
0: the trailer because that's really kind of where we've been. You want to talk about the movie poster? Yes. Go ahead. The movie poster. Okay, it's a poster. Um, no, it's uh, it's it's a beautiful piece. It looks very similar to you know, it it fits in very nicely thematically with the previous Star Wars posters. You know, you, the colors are right. the... You're more the artsy guy, so unfortunately, even though I'm leading this you're really going to need to take over. But you've got the central figures; um, they almost look photographic rather than rendered. Are is that are they photoed
1: or rendered? Yeah, well, yeah, this is this is photos that have been touched up, you know, okay. by some sort of filters or painted over or something like that. Yeah, I think it's an I think it's a pretty good poster. It's too crowded. There's just too much stuff in it, and this is you know this is what happens when you probably have 19 different marketing guys getting involved with your poster. And I say that very sneeringly about marketing people because now I am one. But this is what you get. There's just too much going on here. There's just – you know, um, the, I really hate the way Leia is positioned behind Han. Um It starts turning into that thing where like in a – you know, if you get a movie poster where there's like the fourth installment of a franchise and they've added 12 more characters. And so – they have to just put the main star in the front, and then the star, and then everybody fades off into the background, left and right, and eventually, you know, the last people on the far right, the far left, are like tiny little figures, and their heads are just smooshed in. I, I hate that Leia looks like an afterthought; like she's just poking her head around Han. I, to me, she is as equal a character to this franchise as Luke and Han, and I, she just feels like an afterthought. So that that. Bothers me, but you know, again, I cannot imagine how many people poked and prodded at this thing.
0: I call foul on your statement here because about it being too crowded. I'm I'm looking at some of like the Empire Strikes Back posters now. Admittedly, there's a few more characters on this one, but it's not that different. It's you've got the you've got like in that one, Chewbacca's wedged in the back on the Empire Strikes Back poster. And he's barely visible. It's the same kind of thing here. R two and three people are about the same size. Well, but
1: don't. Cond- I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not just giving a raw number and saying X number means crowded. To me, this is a crowded poster because of the design. Okay. Uh, I mean, I I used to, back when you know I used to kind of bring this stuff up on the shrine and stuff. Um, DC had an old letterer named Irish Schnapp. He was—he did, like, all their house ads from, like, the 50s through, like, the 70s. And he was able – any, like, half-page ad you would see, he did. And he was able to jam in a million things and it never looked crowded. Hmm. He, he was able to put in names and the cover and, all and t- a tagline and, like, little Johnny DC and all this. Stuff. And he was able to work out these designs where, even though it had a lot of elements, it never looked crowded. This, to me, looks crowded. Now – could there possibly be a way to design a poster with this many people in it and have it not look crowded? Maybe. Because yeah, as you said, the other posters are pretty crowded. The Jedi one's pretty crowded, the Empire one's pretty crowded. This one, to me, it it's it the the design of it and the fact that there are one, two, like there's two stormtroopers, there's Phasma. There's the character that I think Nipita Liango was playing. It's way in the background. There's BB-8, 3 bro, and R2D. You know, there's like 12 or 13 characters plus the ships plus the stormtroopers plus the Star Killer. It to me, it's just it's just too much. It's just too much stuff, and it's just not laid out well enough because most of the figures are jammed right in the center and they're all piled on top of one another. But you know, it's a poster. I don't. I even though I am. An artist, or used to be, I don't get that hung up on the posters anymore. Just because I know there's just so much marketing involved. That when you see a really sharp poster, I there are some movies that have such nice posters that are so artsy. I try and go see the movie just because of the poster's nice. Because I want to feel like I'm contributing to it. Because I'm like I can look at it and say, man, that poster must have been impossible to get through. Huh. So let me go see it. I you know I, it's just the way sometimes my brain works. But I, you know what. This isn't meant for us. This poster isn't meant for you or me. You, 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 and I will see this movie. It, do, it doesn't matter what they put on this poster. This is meant for the average moviegoer, and they want to show, hey, look at all this stuff in it. You know, there's, 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 there's lightsabers and there's Millennium Falcons and there's things, and blah, blah, blah. so you know.
0: You know that uh, Star Killer base. It uh, looks pretty easy to fly an X-Wing across that trench.
1: <laughs> I don't think I they're going to really have problems, I really hope that that's not the climactic battles, them flying through the trench again. Like, the Empire really has got to do better jobs of, of of securing their trenches. Right.
0: And by the way, everything I said about Kylo Ren's mask, I wasn't too hot on it. I think, for me, when the cowl is – or the, the cloak is up, I'm on board. It's when the cloak comes down. Okay. That I'm not a fan. I think so because I'm looking at the poster and it looks pretty pretty badass.
1: Mm-hmm. So. I, I, I I love his I love that that hand shot of him, like, which we've seen in both trailers now of him turning and going, Dah! you know, like it's very <laughs> it's very powerful. And I love his voice. What's, what's he What's he doing exactly? Uh, you you heard me. Uh, I and I love his voice. I love the timber of it. We talked about it on Ryan's show, and I think you were a little uncertain about it, or was it Ryan? <laughs> I kind of oh, like lame. it was... now that I've heard it. I really dig it. Like, I will, rip, I will continue or whatever, whatever that line is about. I will finish what you started. That's, I, I love that timber of his, of his voice. He's
0: going to go murder a bunch of kids? That's what he's going to do?
1: hmm Okay. All right.
0: Well,
1: I, I'm, I'm not endorsing what he's saying. I'm just saying I like how he said it.
0: I'm on board with his lightsaber, by the way. Uh, I know other people have problems with the hilt thing. I'm not going to argue it anymore. I'm tired of arguing. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah. There, there's there's nothing about this. Although Leia's hair on the poster is a little weird. Um, there's nothing about this that um that's got me apprehensive. The, all right, I take that back. Maybe the Star Killer base has got me worried now. Okay, <laughs> it looks it looks pretty ridiculous. But the Empire is all about big super weapons, and that's just their thing. Or the First Order. I'm interested to see what they say about the First Order versus the and, and the Resistance versus the Rebellion and all that. That'll be interesting to hear. Mm-hmm. Now, we mentioned this on Ryan's show, but I think it bears mentioning again. When Han – back to the trailer, sorry. When Han says the Jedi, the dark side, it's all true, it tells you that what happened in Empire and Return and Star Wars has gone into myth, has gone into legend. And people have sort of forgotten about it, sort of like what happened between you know in the very first episode or episode four when we saw it. You know, the the people didn't really believe in Jedi anymore, even though it only been twenty years. Right. So what happens in twenty years that makes people forget that things are real? Well, apparently that's happened again, based on Han, you know just an assumption based on Han's dialogue. So that's that's interesting. That maybe it's all first order propaganda that's made people forget or not believe. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I like that idea a lot. I I feel like it's a nod to. The idea that these char- that these people have become myth it feels like a nod to how these characters have become myth in our lives. I mean, I don't think it's completely unrealistic that in a couple of hundred years uh assuming that the, the that we have land anymore, but in a couple of hundred years that the Star Wars characters will be the basis of some sort of religion, like an actual religion <laughs> an actual this religion no why why are you why are you good lording there's there are people who believe in Scientology. That was invented in my dad's lifetime. I know. I know. So, well, well, there you go. They have giant buildings devoted. There are people who really think that's a religion, not a, not a, not a flim flam cult. Uh, but I mean, I,
0: I will not agree with that statement. But I will believe that I think in a couple hundred years, people will still be talking about Star Wars, similar to. We're sitting here in 2015, and we still talk about the books that Mark Twain wrote. We still talk about the books that Jules Verne wrote. Mm-hmm. That kind of, I, I think Star Wars at least still spoken about in that sort of mythological way. Not, well,
1: well not. I don't mean that people will literally say there was a hand Solo, but I mean that the, 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 the sort of tenets of the Force, it wouldn't surprise me at all if in a couple hundred years people just start adopting it as an actual way of life. It really wouldn't shock me. And these characters have... <laughs> Uh, what? I I think I hear the paddy wagon coming to take you away, buddy. I don't think I don't think I do not think I'm crazy at all. And you, everybody who's listening, seriously, let us know. I'm I'm genuinely interested in in hearing what everybody has to say. Well, except for a couple of you, but I mean, most of you, are am genuinely interested. Not you, yeah, not Frank, but uh, I really want to hear what you have to say. So please, especially for this episode. Leave a comment on Firestorm Fan or Aquaman Shrine or send us an email at Fire and Water Podcast at that. I genuinely believe that. I really do. I think that this, this thing has become so part of the culture in just 30 years, which is nothing, a blip. And it has become a, an ingrained. There are people in this country who literally call themselves Jedi's. Now they're kooky. But what, what does that matter? I mean, I don't think it's going to take – I think a couple of generations where these things stop being movies and they're just part of our history, they're part of our collective unconscious, it really wouldn't shock me at all. And we will argue this in Fire and Water Podcast episode 4,372.
0: In, in 200 years in some little crummy strip mall. There will be a Church of the Force right next door to the Ministry of Kardashian.
1: So. Like, right. Yeah. Well, you and I will be arguing. I will, we'll just be heads in jars by that point. <laughs> Stalin and Waldorf. <laughs> but no, no, no. Like I said, I really – and so anyway, I'm getting back to my, my point where I was so really interrupted. <laughs> is that I feel as though that that comment from Han is a nod to these characters, These three. these three especially, Han, Luke, Leia. And Darth Vader, too. I mean, real. I should really say all of them have become such a part of our culture that they have transcended their movie roots. They are not just movie characters anymore. They are sort of the Robin Hood or the whatever, the Tarzan of this era. And I feel like that is a nod to that. I feel like it's a meta comment on – you know, these people, these characters, Finn and Rey, grew up maybe hearing about that there was a guy who had a lightsaber, like Luke Skywalker, and he's just part of their – now, he's clearly like a forgotten part of their culture, but he's he's myth and legend, and it wouldn't shock me if, that, if that's what they're doing here.
0: I hate to tell you this, but um, Vader's actually more – Popular in in the myths Than Luke and Leia and Han and oh, That's that, probably
1: right? true Vader is one of the Greatest villains ever Conceived in fiction
0: But the mm-hmm. thing is He's not always viewed As a villain uh, My stepson well, that's,
1: Yeah that's a lot little... <laughs> I, I know But my stepson And I I
0: constantly Have to remind him Because he's just like This morning he's just like Vader's such a badass You know he's going on About it because he's Excited about Kylo Ren He just thinks that guy Looks great And he thinks you know Having a church of Vader Is brilliant and all this stuff And I'm like You do remember Vader. Qualifies as a, you know, a serial Killer, essentially, who systematically Hunted down and Murdered all of his friends he went To high school with, right? And he hates sand <laughs> you know he And hates like, sand. he'll be like, well, yeah, I don't Like to think about that part, I'm like But it kind of goes hand in hand with it So, anyway So the poster, um, you know As a, as a much as I raved about it, now I'm sort of stepping back and wishing it was More painterly, um mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's very photo photoshoppy, but uh, that's just yeah, that's, that's the modern era really. You really just don't see painted posters get through anymore. But but, but you got painted posters for episodes 1, 2, and 3. That well, the, first of all, those were pretty photographic heavy with painter over and plus that was George Lucas and George Lucas muscled through it. Um, well, those are basically <laughs> independent films distributed by a studio. <laughs> no, I'm, they are.
0: I'm I mean, willing say, I, I'm willing to say that by the time episode 7 is done with its run in the theater, which may be months long. I don't know. I bet we will have a sort of painted, rendered cover or poster similar to uh, what we had for you know four, five, six, one, two, three.
1: Could be, could be. I'd like to see that. You know, I, I mean, I'd like to see that.
0: Get that same guy who did them. Like I actually have in my office um, the special edition posters of uh, Star Wars: Empire and Return when they did them in '97. Mm-hmm. These are actually the one sheets that are two sided that were in the movie theater because um, I worked in a movie theater at the time. So. I, I love them, and they, and they have sort of a painted feel to them, even though you're right, they're very heavily photo-referenced, uh, or probably just painted right over the photos, but anyway.
1: Yeah. No, but I mean, I don't mean to be super harsh about it. It's perfectly fine. It's, it's just nothing that, exceptional. I mean, I think that the Star Wars and Empire posters are things of beauty. Like, I genuinely enjoy looking at them. This one, I'm just like, okay, it's it's a movie poster, and it's just, I just kind of move on, but, yeah. Speak, speaking of moving on. Yes. So, um, action figures.
0: There's a lot of them out there. I have not purchased any, and I haven't even seen that many, I'll be honest. Um, I've seen a couple in the store, but I tried to sort of avoid them at first, but then I just, once I finally quit avoiding them, I decided I'd look at them, and they're all gone now. So, Rob, why don't you tell us a little bit about the figures that are out there right now, because I don't know a lot about them.
1: Well, I don't know a lot either. I haven't bought any of them. I know that they are, the toys that are out now are only from the first third of the movie. What? Yes.
0: It's very specific.
1: Well, that's that's that they re- that 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 news got out that those characters, the 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 there's going to be I guess a couple of toy lo- like waves of toy lines, and the first wave is just from characters from the first third of the movie, which is why uh, like there's no Han like you know like there's no Han Solo figure, right. there's no Princess Leia, there's no Luke, there's no Chewie. It's all the new characters, um, and not even all the new characters. Um, I. You know, I kind of – I used to be into that stuff and then I just sort of like got out of it. But if they make another hand Solo figure, I think I got to go get that. I really do because I just loved it so much. And, you know, it's funny. I, I've always – like if I was like a super rich and I just had money to burn – I would go back and collect all the old Kenner figures again, like in the packages. Like I see them sometimes like in a in a at a convention. Not that I've been to a convention in a while, but or I see one in a in a vintage toy store or I see one on eBay. Like a you know, original figure that I had in the package, and I get that yearning to own it again. Hmm. I just see those old cards and I just had such fun memories of like first of all ruining the cards by cutting off the proof of purchases and whatever. <laughs> but uh it just I Spending time in toy stores and Toys R Us and as your favorite place, Kitty City, uh, I I just have such such fun memories. And, like, if I saw Hint Solo again, I think I'd probably have to get it. I, I really would. I just don't think I'd be able to to turn it down. But we haven't seen them yet because so far it's just all the other characters. And it was sort of funny. I was in Target the other day, and they were cleaned out. They were just completely cleaned out of all the action figures except for one Figure, and it's like some alien dude who I don't it's even the, recognize. The
0: one with the weird giant helmet. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, he's right. clearly
1: the Lobot of this line, or just like, <laughs> you know, I mean, because you Ugnaught. would think that, the Ugnot. Yeah, you would think that even a collector would would be like, wow, well, here's the last figure. I'll just pick it up, but no, he's just left there on the peg all by himself. So, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, it's I, I know that the Force Friday thing was in a lot of ways a big bust. Because some stores, some well, some stores didn't accurately carry enough stock. And then they didn't prevent people from hoarding. Uh. And, you know, that's a shame. It's, it's This is meant to be a fun thing. It's not meant to be. You know, I mean, if, it's inevitable. You know, you're going to get people that are going to do that. But I think now that the initial push is over, you know, now it's easier to, to get stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see if there is another, if there's going to be a second wave before the movie comes out. Because then... That's gonna have some spoilery stuff. I mean, if they're really trying to hide Luke, and it really seems like they are, they can't have an action figure because there he is. So yeah. it, it wouldn't shock me if they put, you know, another. Uh, well, although th- that means they'd miss Christmas, and the whole reason this movie's even coming out is because of the toys. Well, but they could so, have a wave that hits December eighteenth, though. That's cutting it awful close. It sure is. That's yeah. cut. I mean, that's literally a week before Christmas. So, but yeah, it's possible they should sell an empty box. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever ridiculous idea that is. I you know, I I trying to recall and I, I need to ask my parents about this. They probably don't remember, but because it was so long ago. But like I I must have tortured my parents with just lists of characters that I needed. Yes. And to them, they must have just been bewildered. Like what's an Ugnot? What is this kid talking about? You know what I mean? Like what is he? And I I start to wonder if other than Christmas did they just take me to stores and just let me buy what I needed? I think they probably did. They probably just said, here, you can get three action figures. Just pick which ones you want. Because I think – I'm trying to picture yeah, either my yeah. mother or my father well, trying to even figure out what, who these people are. I can tell you. See, I'm a parent now.
0: So I can tell you absolutely. You know, Within reason. Like you take the kid to the store and you know, as long as it's not something you have to pay attention to like lyrics in a song, whether it might be inappropriate or a video game inappropriateness. It's just like, yeah, you don't have that shopkins really it looks just like every other one you've bought but okay whatever sure <laughs> what is the, i don't it. even
1: know what that is what's a shopkin
0: it's these little tiny the uh, anthropomorphic food that you buy wow um, like, I, I am with out picnic of it. baskets it's for my daughter
1: but, okay well i assume um,
0: so <laughs> you know and, and so it's just it starts to become a a, a whatever sure yeah okay you don't have it <laughs> and you want it today sure you were good or you did your chores or whatever um but yeah so i i got to imagine yeah Ugnot, Lobot, you know, quick you know, all that, apparently, they didn't know what that
1: was. Mom, I wanted a Death Star droid, and you got me a Death Star commander, I already have one of those! You <laughs> dumb, you dumb bitch! Christmas, like, wh- dumb, wow, Zach. I'm just kidding, like,
0: it's like a horrible kid, the way they're spoiled Christmas
1: is ruined, they just run off, you know, hey, yeah. Uh, they have my I
0: told poor- you my, I told you my jerky story before, I think I've even said it on this show, which is, uh. Christmas time, I wanted a Millennium Falcon so bad. Yes. That was that was the ultimate, you know, Star Wars get to me.
1: Greatest Star Wars toy, Millennium Falcon. Yeah,
0: and I wanted one so bad, and there was a giant box under the Christmas tree, and I've been asking for it, and I was convinced <laughs> I got it. And it, instead, it was the Death Star, which, by the way, the Death Star playset's pretty friggin' Another
1: sweet. awesome toy.
0: But I was such a jerk. Because I thought it was going to be the Falcon. So here I am. My parents probably spent 50 bucks. you know, with inflation nowadays. That's probably $700 um, <laughs> on this toy. And, you know, and I'm like, you know, oh, jeez. They should have just threw me in the pool and let me drown. <laughs> anyway.
1: I'd be hosting this show with David A. Gutierrez if, if that Exactly,
0: happens. exactly. He's witty, but he gets kind of boring after about 20 minutes.
1: But um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. He's never – he will never be on this show because he – I talked to him on the phone a couple of days ago, and he said yeah. that I sounded like Chris Christie. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So we're done. I'm not Uh-oh. even going to read his comments on the show anymore. Oh He and I are going to be hanging out in February at the Doctor Who Convention. Have, have, have fun, time. nerds.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> you, you live in a pretty transparent glass house, my friend. <laughs> so anyway, I'm looking at these figures. I am seeing some cool stormtroopers. Like There's a, snow, there's a new snowtrooper, mm-hmm. and there's a new flame trooper. That's pretty cool. So the
1: exciting. captain the Captain Phasma figure ought to be pretty boss. If they it looks do good. if they do like the the cyborg effect from superpowers or that vac metalized thing.
0: Um, no, it nip- looks more like a, a shiny silver paint.
1: Oh does it? Right. Yeah. Okay. Well so. it's right, still pretty cool. I wonder if we could take the helmet off and see that it's, that it's Gwendolyn Christie under there.
0: So. And it looks like there's some snow variants, too. Like, here's one with Finn, and he's got, like, white spray in his legs. Like, and he's got a parka costume. I don't hey, know. you
1: never – got to repurpose, man. Yep. you got to repurpose. Yep. So um, you talked
0: about Force Friday, and that sort of leads me to another thing I wanted to talk about was on Force Friday, I was at Dragon Con. And I was walking around, and I knew, you know, all the stuff that's was coming out. But the only thing that really grabbed my attention was I wanted to read – a, the book, um, Star Wars Aftermath. And I, I, I've i been a big fan of the Star Wars Expanded Universe books. Uh, you and I have talked about them before. I, I added it up. I've read somewhere between 50 and 60 Star Wars Expanded wow, Universe books. Wow, that's a yeah, lot. I know. I didn't realize how many it was. And so when they dumped the Star Wars uh, EU and, and turned it all into Legends, there was a little bit of me that was kind of like, who you know, I was I was not thrilled, um, but I got over it fairly quickly, and I realized I, when I was going to buy this book, I I had I was okay with it, and it, I think it all stems from the fact that DC's rebooted my universe a couple times now. So yeah, you've got a it, thick skin at this point, right? Yeah. Exactly. So it didn't bother me too much. I mean, again, it, it, as we always say, my, it's not like my books turned to blank pages. I'm
1: still
0: <laughs> reading. In fact, I was reading uh, Shadows of the Empire just the other day. Um, so anyway, I decided I'd get the book, and I was at Dragon Con. And we were in the dealer's room, and I was telling my buddies, I was like, yeah, I think I, I want to get that book today. You know, I think it would be kind of fun. Just that That's my contribution to Forge Friday. And we happened to be walking by a booth, and my buddy's like, oh, hey, it's right there. You can get it. I'm like, cool. And I walk up, and I ask the lady how much it is, and she tells me it's cover price. And I'm thinking, well, I could go to Books A Million and get it 30% off probably. But, you know, I'll buy it. I'm here or whatever. And she goes, and that comes with a signature. And I'm like, okay. Just, you know, just very matter of fact, I'm like, okay. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what signature? And she goes, the author, he's sitting like two feet from me at this point. When she points at him, she goes, the author's right here. And I'm like, oh, wow, okay. That's a deal, yeah. Yeah, so I got to meet the author, and we talked for a minute. And I was very honest with him. I said, you know, I, I haven't read anything by you um, that you've written before, but I'm very interested in reading this book. I would read an article with him where he was raving how much he loved Ewoks, which I thought was hilarious. And I was like, <laughs> I, I know you like Ewoks, so you, know, you get my vote. And, uh, and he signed the book, and he, he wrote a little inscription, which made no sense to me at the time. And now that I've read the book, it does. It, uh, it says, I'm flipping to it. It says, Shag, Mr. Bones is waiting for you. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And so now that I've read the book, I know exactly what that means, and it's pretty cool. character so from Infinity, Inc. is in a Star Wars novel? Yeah, yeah. It's actually, yeah, Director Bones from the DEO. <laughs> so there, I'm going to speak on Star Wars Aftermath real quick, real briefly. I've read the book. I, I devoured it pretty quickly. There's been a lot of negative reaction towards this book. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't like the writing. I don't like the voice. Da, da, da. You know, a lot of people have issue with it. I, I'm not a literary scholar. I just read books, and I enjoy them, or I don't. I don't get all. I, I sucked in English class. I read Cliff Notes every time I had to analyze a book and look for subtext. Sorry, I just couldn't do it. I enjoyed this book. It was a fun read. Uh, it doesn't like go out of its way to drive a tank over old EU. It's not like it's trying to say you know all the EU is real. You know, there's no Mara Jade. It doesn't scream that on page four or something. It's just it. It tells a story. It reads very much like uh, the Rebels cartoon. I don't know if you've seen that yet or not. I've seen a little bit. I kind of have a tough time with it. I did it first, too, but somewhere along the lines it clicked, it's a, it's a heck of a lot of fun.
1: I, you know, I, I keep hearing these great things about it, and I know that like uh, Lando was in it, like yep. Billy, literally Billy Dee Williams, which really interests me, but well, yeah, I, 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 I'm going to have to try it again. Cause I, I, Darth Vader is in it. Is it James Earl Jones? Yes. That's really cool. Yeah. See, yeah. I I uh, do I gotta kind of force myself to try it again.
0: I think you'll get on board very quickly. It's someone compared it to, and this isn't going to help sell it to you whatsoever. But someone told me it's like a Star Wars role playing adventure campaign <laughs> because you get characters who develop, they build, they you know supplies run. I'm like, oh yeah, I can kind of see that. So I enjoy the Rebels cartoon, and this story reads very much like that. In that, it, in that, it's a. Strange collection of characters that come together. Luke, this book is not about Luke and Han and Leia and any of them. In fact, with the exception of one of those characters, I'm not going to say who, who has a very minor cameo in the book, um, they're not in it at all. Hmm. It takes place shortly after Return of the Jedi, and it basically. Actually, the, I'll tell you the opening scene. The opening scene's with Gabi. The, remember in Star Wars Return of the Jedi Special Edition, right? Yeah. Okay. Remember at the ending during the song that you hate, Yeah. Um, they topple the empire sta- the emperor statue on course. My
1: favorite part of the special editions
0: is that where they topple the topple the emperor statue. Yes. Okay. Well, this shows that scene. It it start the book literally starts off with that scene of them toppling the emperor statue and then it shows you what happens next. That's it's cool. Like, I like it's that. It's like those uh illustrated covers people do where they do you know, mm-hmm, five, 5 minutes, minutes later, later yep.
1: right?
0: Yeah, it's it, it they topple the emperor statue. And then come flying in on skybikes are a bunch of stormtroopers, and they begin to murder all the people tearing down the statue.
1: Because
0: <laughs> the Empire hasn't fallen.
1: Right, right, right. You know,
0: it's just the boss is dead. Every, all the cops, if you will, on Scorscon are still there. So they start mowing down the people. But at the same time, the people start picking up rubble from the statue and start throwing it at the sky bikes and start taking out the skybikes. And it basically it, the point of that scene is to tell you is that the war is just – is not, the war's not over yet. It's a really great scene. Yeah, it's cool. It, that sounds neat. It's all about a father and a son, and the father's basically teaching the son to pick up the rock and throw it at the stormtroopers. And so, it's it's a good little scene. Anyway, I, the vo- again, the voice bothers people. It didn't bother me. I enjoyed the story. I like the characters. There's a couple scenes in there where I was like, eh, man, maybe not my favorite, but whatever. It's a fun read. And I would I would read more books about these characters. I, he is doing two more books. It's apparently a trilogy. I think the two books that he's doing are supposed to come out after The Force Awakens. Uh, so I, I don't know if it's, the next book will be about these characters again or not. I, I don't know. But I, I enjoy it, and I look forward to it. And it's part of this whole thing that's, is, that carries the banner Journey to Star Wars The Force Awakens, and you may have heard that, folks, and if you haven't, essentially it's, it's 20-some publications that are coming out, <laughs> I know, crazy, that are all tie into The Force Awakens, and, and they call it The Journey to, but some of it's coming out after the movie, so I don't really know what that's about. Anyway, Aftermath is sort of like, as far as I can tell, the premier item, which is this novel I read, full-length novel. There's another book out there called Lost Stars, which is a young adult novel. And I don't know that it ties in as closely. I've heard great things about that. You have,
1: yeah. See, I'm thinking about reading it. I haven't read it. I it, there's a sh- I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Yeah, go, no, you go ahead because I don't know what's about it. There's a there's a, uh, a, a there's a podcast called the for Collider.com. <laughs> That's
0: okay. hard to come up with, wasn't it? What, I couldn't what's think thing, of what
1: this word. What's this what thing it was. called a podcast? Well, no, I was trying to think of like what Collider is. It's a website, but it's their okay. podcast for their website, and they do daily shows. And um, one show they do, I think, every Thursday is, like, Jedi Council, and they have read the book, Lost Stars, and they have gone on and on and on about how great Lost Stars they had the author on. And they've they've been saying that, like, Aftermath is the book that everybody knows about, and this other book does not get the same level of marketing attention, but they think this one is far superior. So they've really been – they've gone on about enough that I kind of want to read it because I would love to read a good Star Wars book again. Okay. Well, um –
0: Interesting. I, I've been thinking about trying it. Ryan's actually started both uh, Aftermath and Lost Stars, and hasn't finished either because he sucks. Uh, <laughs> dude, I blazed through Aftermath because he and I were going to do a review of it. And then now I'm sitting here with, done with the book for like a month now, and he's you know nowhere. So anyway, so Lost Stars, which I'm thinking about reading. By the way, I mentioned the Mr. Bones in Aftermath. It's a cool character. I don't want to say any more, but he's a pretty cool character. I think he's a neat idea to have in the story. So I, I kind of want to spoil it, but I'm not going to. I'm holding back. So anyway, then there's three more and these are, what I don't know what below young adult book, I think kids book, whatever. There's three more books. One's called Moving Target, a Princess Leia adventure. Next one, Smuggler's Run, a Han and Solo and Chewbacca adventure. The next one's The Weapon of the Jedi, a Luke Skywalker adventure. Near as I can tell, these are really geared more towards younger children. I wasn't going anywhere near them, but if someone has read them, let me know if they're worth your, worth your time. There's a whole series of short stories coming out, and they, I couldn't. And, and these all don't come out till let me get the date here, November twenty fourth. They're going right. to be e, they're e-books. They're going to be okay. short story e-books that'll come out November twenty fourth, and then apparently they'll all be collected inside an anthology book called Tales from the Galaxy Far, Far Away. Uh, on, but that won't be out till April next year. There is all creatures great and small. Um, the Crimson Corsair and the Treasure of Count Dooku, which I think is a great freaking name. It sounds like so much fun. The Face of Evil, High Noon on Jakku, which apparently is that desert planet, by the way, we see in the trailer. And The Perfect Weapon. So some of those are written by the same authors. Uh, other ones is by a different author. So, that, you know, I'd be interested to read those. Certainly they come out, you know, almost a month before the film. So they, they sound like they might be fun to, as a build up to it. There's going to be two reference books. One's called uh, Star Wars, Absolutely Everything You Need to Know. Another one's called Star Wars, Ships of the Galaxy. I don't know if they're out yet or not, to be honest. I I don't pay too much attention to reference books anymore, not since the Internet exploded. Then there's some Activity books, Droid Factory, and The Look and Find. But what I wanted to jump to next is the comic books. There are two comics listed as part of the Journey of the Force Awakens. You would think it might be the Star Wars book or the Princess Leia book or the Darth Vader book or the Lando book that Marvel's already publishing. No, it's not any of those. It's called, literally, this is the title, Journey to Star Wars, The Force Awakens, Star Wars Shattered Empire. Oof. Yeah, but most people just refer to it as Shattered Empire. There's a special labeled C-3PO, which hasn't come out yet, which uh, comes out at some point, I think, about the time the movie comes out. But So Shattered Empire, three issues have come out so far, and I should be able to tell you whether it's six issues or four issues. I really don't remember. Um, we'll just leave it at that. It's a series, guys. I've enjoyed the hell out of it. It is really, really good. It takes place immediately after the Battle for Endor. It's written by Greg Rucka, art by Marco Cecchetto, colors by Andreas Mosa, um, and you know, obviously various covers, whatever. But I'm you know, i actually flipping these open to make sure the art team hasn't changed. Uh, looks like a couple other artists do come in. But it follows... And I'm sorry, this is a bit of a spoiler. Sort of... It's not much of one. Anyway, the story follows... The parents of Podameron. So the main protagonist is really Podameron's mom. All right. And you and you know this because I mean they she talks about at one point her her husband's last name is Dameron. She references you know is Poe okay? So you know that that so they're both part of the rebellion. She ends up going with Princess Leia on a mission to Naboo. And the father ends up as part of a strike team that Han Solo is part of. And really the thrust of the story is that the battle with the Empire is not over. There's a lot of battles still going on. The Emperor had plans in place. If he were to be assassinated, what should happen? Uh, one of those is to uh, scorch – the they call it like something like scorched earth or something like a scorched land. Uh, apparently he's planning to wipe out Naboo, things like that. Um, not a big loss.
1: Gungans. Anyway. Uh, oh, my God, I forgot the Gungans. This is not a. It's great then. Like, where do I sign up for this?
0: Right. <laughs> that doesn't sound much, so, much, sounds so much like an empire plan. That's just kind of a universal, you know, axiom. <laughs> anyway, so it's been a lot of fun. Han's been featured in it. Leia's been featured in it. Podameron's mom. At one point, actually, <laughs> Ryan and I were talking about it, We thought we saw the conception of Podameron because after the Battle of Endor. Oh, my. Well, after the Battle of Endor. Um, Poe dad and Poe mom Sleep together And they don't should get specific But they're like they, they hadn't seen each other They both survived the battle separately They're thrilled to see each other And the next scene is the next morning And they're waking up basically nude So I'm like oh my gosh did we just see Poe get conceived But later on in issue two They mention that Poe's already been born by this point But you know, it's something to think about I don't know if you've heard about this I didn't realize this But there is a whole explosion of what you call oh Bad choice of terms um, No this isn't funny um, there is a large number of what they call 9-11 babies. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this. I had not till recently because of the emotional turmoil everyone was in. Apparently a lot of people sought comfort in each other's arms and there was a tremendous amount of births nine months after 9-11. Makes sense. Yeah. That's why I realized I chose my words very poorly. Mm. Um, so I'm willing to bet that after the destruction of the Death Star and the Emperor, I bet there's a whole bunch of proliferation going on there too. <laughs> you gotta think about it. If you can't get laid right after the Emperor's murdered, you're just you're you're striking out on also uh, all the way across.
1: Stay on target. <laughs>
0: all right, good good comic. Shattered Empire. The trade paperback comes out, I think, next month. I mean, they're really banging this out quick. Uh, so definitely check it out. Pick up the issues. They're probably easy to find, they're all over the place. If not, then wait for the trade. But Star Wars: Shadowed Empire, well worth really enjoying that reading. Greg Ruck is a great writer, so there's no doubt about that. And that's kind of the the gist of the journey to Star Wars: The Force Awakens from a publication system uh, or style, whatever. That that's kind of what I'm focusing on, simply because I I love to read the books, I love to read the comics, so that's kind of where my attention's been. I haven't been focusing on the toys or anything, so.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think the last thing that we wanted to mention is, of course, the future movies, of which there will be many. Uh, I mean, it is amazing to think, and this is something that's been said on other podcasts or whatever, but there are three Star Wars films in production right now. Three. That is amazing. I mean, and that has never happened before. Um, And you think about that when you were a kid, you had to wait three years in between installments. And now there is going to be just one year. Between Episode 7 and Rogue One. And then there's going to be six months between Rogue One and Episode 8. Mm. Which is just unbelievable. I, yeah, I mean, that, that could get that could get pushed back. I'm not holding my breath on that. Uh, well, sure, anything
0: could get pushed back. But that's well, the plan is is May. Didn't, didn't Episode 7 get pushed back? It was originally going to be a May release, wasn't it? Yes, it was. So, yes, I mean, it, it could happen.
1: Right. Well, yeah, I'm not denying that. I'm just saying that that is the plan right now is to put it out in in May, um, because now, what
0: I was just gonna say now this could go the whole way of the uh, the Amazing Spider-Man franchise and the Fantastic Four franchise that both evaporated, but
1: well, again, yes, anything could happen, but uh, I don't I, I don't think it's gonna go like no. Fantastic Four. Part of the part <laughs> of the reason they want to get back to May and get away from Christmas is because Christmas movies just don't make the kind of money summer movies do. They just don't. No, no, no movie released in December has ever made more than a hundred million in a weekend. That has never happened, and it's happened all the time in the summer. Huh. It's just so. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yes.
0: What about Thanksgiving movies?
1: Nope. No. No. How They've made like like eighty million is the record or something, and and it's just because kids are in school, they're not, you know, they're not out. Families are busier. It's just not. And there's a you. Some places are affected by weather. That is why. They're cramming so many movies into the summer and making summer start in friggin' March now because they're trying to expand that thing. So I think that they would love to get off of this December release schedule, which is why I think they're pushing episode eight for, for May as opposed to December. Um, hmm. But have I mean, they st- have they started filming episode eight yet? Yes. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean they're 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 working on nine now. I mean, they're already working on. They've got what's his name locked up to do that. Crev, Tr- Colin Trevorrow, Kazan. Cat- yeah, well, no, those are written, but I mean, they've gotten Colin Trevorrow already on board to direct it, so they're they're moving along. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm. It, 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 it's so hard to, to kind of like keep your excitement in check at the same time you have to because you're like, look, this first one's got to be good. If this first one isn't any good, I I don't know if I want to see a Star Wars movie every year. That said, I'm sure I will. I mean, it's kind of like the same news And when they revealed that they're flat out going to do Indy 5. And Mm. I'm like, you know what? That last Indy movie was terrible. I'll still go see Indy 5 because it's Indiana Jones. And I'm a sucker. So I'll still go. Um, But... Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting as to, and it sounds like in terms of what the casting they're doing for Episode 8 they're going even further in terms of making it more female-driven. Uh, they're talking about different people that they're hiring, and it's, they're not going for kind of big people. They're going for really interesting actors. And the fact that Ryan Johnson is doing it, who's a really talented guy and an interesting choice, it's just, it feels like they're even, I don't know, based on what I'm hearing, it seems like they're even going gutsier with the <laughs> later films as opposed to this one which is amazing. I mean they keep saying that Rogue One is going to be like a war film. Right. It's going to be like an actual war film and that's Saving
0: Private Ryan and the Star Wars Yeah. Universe.
1: I mean that's crazy, you know. That's really crazy. So
0: maybe maybe they'll have to go rescue Matt Damon. Maybe <laughs> so. It's kind I, of a thing.
1: Yeah, it is a thing in America. We do love to rescue Matt Damon. Yeah, uh and it's it's um I, If you're a Star Wars, this is like the single. I mean, even if you're a comic book fan, this is the greatest time because there's just so many movies now for you to enjoy. I mean, they're going to be once the one Superman, Batman, Superman hits DC, you're going to be rolling them out every like six months at that point. Uh, So yeah, I'm and and it'll be amazing to think that like you'll just be getting Episode Seven on home video, whatever format it is, and by that point. You'll only have a couple, like couple more months before you have a, new, a whole new movie to see. It's amazing. It's just simply amazing, and uh, you know, you got to give Disney credit, man. They they are going to this thing full tilt.
0: They got to make their money back.
1: <laughs> well, this, I mean, they bought Lucasfilm, I think, for four billion. That's I think. The number it, I heard. I think yeah. four billion. This movie, Episode Seven, is going to make a billion dollars easy. Probably, probably true. Easy. But how, much, how much are they spending on it though? Well, that's true, but I mean, it's they're going to make their they're going to make that money back probably oh, in yeah. two films, you know. I mean, they're really going to so. Uh, and he said, "I'm I'm ex- the in fact the only not to like we're kind of winding down the show. The only thing I don't bring it bring up a negative thing is like the only piece of news that I haven't liked about all these movies is the fact that Colin Trevorrow is doing episode nine. Um, I hated Jurassic World. I hated it and I'm like this is the guy they picked now I haven't seen his previous film his smaller film safety not guaranteed everyone says that's really good so maybe he is a really good director and you know he just got trampled uh doing this big budget thing but it scares me that the guy that directed Jurassic World is is handling a Star Wars film but you can't go by that because the guys that directed uh, Empire Strikes Back, and the guys that directed uh, the guys that directed Return of the Jedi didn't have a great filmography either. One of them beforehand, so you never know. Who's um,
0: who would be like the showrunner for these for Star Wars now? I mean, well, it's you...
1: Kathleen Kennedy. She's the uh... she's she's the, she's running the ship. She is okay. She, I mean, she's the president of Lucasfilm, and uh, they talk about that they have. These boards of people that are literally steering the ship, and they're the ones controlling the books, they're controlling the comics, they're control. It's okay. this. It's this group of people, and she's the head of it. All right, that's good. Mm-hmm. And and one thing we haven't
0: mentioned that's worth mentioning too is that this film, episode seven, wasn't really written as a standalone movie. I mean, even though it will stand on its own, it, they're very definitively saying that this is part of a trilogy. Yep. So unlike the previous. Two trilogies where the first movie sort of has a, a middle, a beginning, a middle, and an end, and is supposed to have you know the triumph, triumphant feeling. Um, I don't know that we're going to get that from the first movie. We might get a more downbeat, you know, cliffhanger ending in the first movie.
1: I kind of hope we don't. I'd like to see this to be a complete thought. I mean, that's one of the nice things about Star Wars is that it works as a complete story by itself. It ends Phantom, with
0: Phantom, Men- Phantom Menace does too.
1: <sighs> well, it's not it's not enjoyable necessarily, but true, it... true. It tells the full arc there. It does. It does. pee Oh God, it's just. oh. I did not want to revisit those things. Oh, this,
0: this t- part. No way. That's no. That's Attack of the Clones. Never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say this party's over, but that's that's the other one. Sorry.
1: Oh Lord. Oh, we wanted to end on an up note. Anyway, I guess this, this will be our last Star Wars topic show until the movies, until the movie comes out. I guess because it's only two months away what? at this point.
0: Why are you pigeonholing me like that?
1: Well, I what else is there to talk about? They're not doing another trailer. This is we going might, to be we, it.
0: If if you get the book on tape, you might be able to listen, read uh, Lost Stars and then I can actually read the words and we could talk about that maybe. I guess we could. That's true. I don't know. I'm just right. I'm not I'm not you know with with all the exciting Aquaman and Firestorm news to talk about. I'm not <laughs> I'm not taking anything off the table. Now. Now, with that said, by the way folks, if you if you're listening to this episode as it drops on Sunday, you need to watch The Flash. On Tuesday night, because we get the new Firestorm this this coming week, so you need to be sure to watch that. But
1: yes, I I went back and looked at we have not covered much Aquaman lately, and that's just because uh, I just want to talk about old Aquaman because new Aquaman is just breaking my heart right now. So we should uh, do that.
0: We should do an episode where we pull out some old issues. And well, talk we about did that. Like- that
1: was the last one. I think it was the second to last Aquaman episode we did, and we should just do that again because that was fun talking about the Jim yeah. Aquaman. Because yeah, we should, you know what we should just. You know, you folks it's almost written. as if it's almost as if we could do anything and it's, it, as as if it's our own show.
0: <laughs> you folks write in and tell us what you'd like us to cover from an Aquaman perspective. I mean, Firestorm, I think we're on a good path with covering the classic series. Yes. Um in about twenty issues, though, the quality is gonna go down. Well, that's twenty months from now. It's, true. Know. Well, months. We're we're covering one every two months or so, it seems
1: like. Okay, well, like forty
0: months from now. So yeah, we got <laughs> but, a lot of time. What Aquaman do you want us to do? I mean, should we pick up the classic series and start with just the sag run. You know, start with uh, was what, Skeets, Aparo, and uh, Giordano. Giordano. Maybe just start the, the beginning of the sag run and cover that for a while. I maybe, don't know.
1: Maybe so. Well, I just mean, I, I still want to cover the current series. I just, yeah. Well, we'll get into all that next week. We'll get into all, right. all that next week. Very briefly, we'll get into it. So, owe everybody anyway. You.
0: We owe everybody a Who's Who episode, too.
1: Yeah, we do. Yes, we do. We owe, we owe everybody lots of things.
0: But I'm uh, I'm finally off the road. I'm home. We should sure, be able to get back to a regular schedule. Sure, sure, sure. Did I tell you? I mean, I know I've told you. I don't know if I actually said this on the air, but I have met Diablo Frank face-to-face. It was face. on Facebook, yes. Yeah, but Frank doesn't go on Facebook, so. <laughs> <laughs> Roald Spine has a Facebook page now, but he won't touch it. So anyway, I, I have sur- I have met and survived a face-to-face meeting with Frank and Illegal Machine and Mr. Fix-It. Amazing. It was great. Actually, I had a fantastic time. It was really Now,
1: hard. okay, now, was the gimp in a box, or was he just out loose? By the time I got there in the basement, he was loose. Okay, all right, good But that's not to say he hadn't been
0: in the box earlier. That's true.
1: Okay, yeah. All
0: right, and I did see enough. a couple spare masks laying around, <laughs> which is why I decided it was time to go when it was time to go.
1: <laughs> it's amazing they can podcast through that muffled thing. <laughs> Anyway, we're getting punchy here. Let's, uh, we were talking about Star Wars. Uh, let's wrap this episode up. Um, if you want to shoot an email to us, it's net. The Tumblr is firewaterpodcast.tumblr.com. You can find Shag over at Firestorm Fan. You can find me sort of at Aquamintron.net, although we're on a vacation right now. Uh, I would appreciate it also if you could listen to my other show, uh, Film and Water Podcast, which is now filling up your, uh, your, iTunes feed every week, just, whether you like it bit. or not. Uh, hey, you know, I like talking about movies. I don't know what to tell you. Which what we're doing today. Which is what we're doing today. We're doing today. Yeah, so could have been a film and water episode. Could have been. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? So, uh, Shank, do you have anything else we want to talk about before we, before we sign off?
0: Well, if you want to follow us on the social medias, you can find Rob at Star War- on Twitter and Facebook under Star Wars. Um, it's just Star Wars, no underscore, or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Aquaman Shrine, or or Film and Water Pod, you can find my <laughs> friend Rob on Twitter. You can find me uh, as Firestorm Fan on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram, Tumblr, and Pinterest. And I think that's going to do it. So until next time, um, uh, the Force will be with you. Yeah,
1: may the Force be with you. Always. Aquaman and Firestorm, fighting crime
0: together. Soak them down, or burn them up. No one does it better. Whenever you find trouble, they'll always be
1: there.
0: To catch them in a bubble, or even torch their hair.
1: They stand for truth and justice, and see a land in there.
0: Super Friends Forever.
1: Yeah.
0: Meanwhile, figures released to Lateline from the Australian census shows that membership of the Church of Scientology is in such decline that its numbers are now dwarfed by people who identify as Jedis